Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU and on demand out of the pan with Sally and guests to be introed in a second on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Out of the pan proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay respects to elders past and present, and also acknowledge our LGBTIQ original inhabitants, including sister girls and brother boys. And welcome to people of all genders listening to the show, including, but not limited to, ladies and gentlemen. What on earth did we open up with? Um, I had to do it. Um, It was the Stone Cold Steve Austin theme, because Stone Cold Steve Austin is noted in WWE for his catchphrase, Hell yeah! (laughs) And we then had... The famous Daniel Bryan clip, which lasts 30 seconds with a 15,000-strong arena doing a yes chant, which was always my favourite WWE moment. And this week, um, during the week, someone um, did some photoshopping of that clip. They put a map of Australia over Daniel Bryan's face. And then when he did his famous double knee lift and for the WWE trivia experts to Bray Wyatt, they put a a picture of Tony Abbott's face over Bray Wyatt. (laughs) I had to do it. Welcome to Out of the Pan. I have a packed studio with two fabulous guests. Welcome, Michelle Brooker. Thanks, Sally. Great to be here, as ever. And good to have also back equally as much the fabulous um, Leyland Tran, um, Sally Conning, yes, too. Welcome. Hi, Sally. Great to be back by the number three visit, I think. Yes, you keep coming back for more. By coincidence, this is my number three visit too. And on a very important, well, a packed program in the words of two British comedians, um, because, of course, yeah, we did have the yes result, which we want to talk about the moment and implications from here on in, but of equal importance very much so. Tomorrow, the 20th of November, as we broadcast on the 19th for the first time, is Trans Day of Remembrance, so I wanted to have the two of you in to have a chat about it, particularly Michelle, your organising event, acknowledging my interest as a committee member of Transgender Victoria. If people want to get in touch with the show, there's all the means of technology to do it, um, which is um, um, out, uh, out of the pan 855 at gmail.com, texting in 61456751215, tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line in the same words as Stone Cold Steve Austin. And you can look for the post on Facebook um, on my page or in a second it will be on Out of the Pans page as well. So, um, what a big week, everyone. Um, you know, a big 
well, from starting, let's say, from last Wednesday through to tomorrow, a very big week. Where do we start? I must admit, I, we were discussing this. We were doing this amazing thing called research prior to the show and preparation. <laughs> it's apparently one of these novel concepts that happens in radio. But, um, you know, where to start talking? I suppose let's dive in. I suppose let's do, try to be a little chronological Wednesday morning. Let's start there. What are, you, what are your thoughts of the two of you? Well, I wasn't going to do much, and I thought, looking at all the posts on Facebook, I ought to watch it. So I went to Channel 2, I think it was, ABC News 24, and got totally sucked into it. And when the guy from the ABS stood up, I thought, come on, just tell us yes, no. Like, Indeed. Like, like millions <laughs> of others. And when the vote came in, yes, I looked at my laptop and I could not scroll as fast <laughs> as the yes, yes, yeses were going past me. And I just thought, well, it is definitely a, mem- a memorable day and somehow I've got to become a part of it. Just sitting at a home and alone just wasn't doing it anymore. Yeah. So I ended up, I did go out, caught up with a good girlfriend, had coffee with her. The local mayor and the deputy mayor who I've been fighting for months over showing their support from marriage equality actually came up to me, congratulated me and with all sincerity and we're quite happy to know facts and figures of the local numbers and etc. So a good day was had in the long run. Yeah, Michelle? Yeah, well I, I was um, sitting outside a friend's place at 10 o'clock listening to ABC Radio, waiting for the friend to return and I was listening to the, the, um, the, the announcement from the ABS guy and Really, gee, he should have just got on with it. But yes. there was a sense of, yeah, relief that, that it was yes, but a sense of a little bit of foreboding about mm. uh, the trans community. Are they going to be the next target for the no campaigners for the ACL? And there's been lots of signs of that, and we might talk about that a bit later. Yeah. But, you know, I kind of, um, yeah, I, di- I, didn't, I haven't had real real time to to get involved in any of the celebrations because I've been up to my neck in university work and I had a bit of a personal triumph this yes. week. I so went, to, we yes. went to the university for the examiner's meeting for my subjects in the first time in my authentic gender. Woo! And it was just such a moment. I walked up a, a lane that, laneway that I used to use to get to my laboratory when I was an honour student 40 years ago and I could never, ever have believed that this day would happen where I'd be working in the same institution <laughs> but actually in my authentic gender. Such a relief and such a triumph. That is as big a victory as 61.6% <laughs> in my opinion. It certainly is for me personally. And personal... Um, I think always personal things come before the majority things like that. Yeah, look, agreed. You know, sometimes I know big legislative change or policy or funding announcements are important, but I totally agree with you that it's those personal milestones that, you know, matter so much. Um, Just to round out the 10 o'clock-ish Wednesday, I went down to the State Library and um, it was a a long-time friend of mine, but Lauren Christen would have said a Tuesday into Wednesday was a balmy evening. <laughs> <laughs> and so I didn't sleep well because of the heat and, I think, nerves. So I woke up at five, didn't get back to sleep. I parked near um, Transgender Victoria's office in Carlton and then went down to State Library. And, well, I'm sorry, you're going to get a heap of sports entertainment analogies today. As a well-known commentator, Jerry Lawler, says, I had um, um, butterflies in my stomach with wings the size of eagles um, up until about seven minutes past ten. I love that. <laughs> Thankfully... <laughs> 
happened to stumble across the fabulous Queerscape space crew who were there um, and also a couple of other friends who just kept saying deep breaths, deep breaths, <laughs> and that's a good technique. And then, wow. I wrote that to someone's Facebook page. I said, what do I do? What do I do? I just said, breathe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a deep breathing session on this show at some point. <laughs> um, Whoa, sounds risque. <laughs> no, not that sort. It's not, it's not, it's not one, eight, one, three, it's not one, triple five numbers or whatever they were. But anyway. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, and then that moment came and, uh, well, I think it was just a huge, I agree, release and relief for the words. Um, yours truly was doing fist pumps. You people have probably seen the footage of Roe Allen dancing, also others like Catherine Barrett. It was a huge sense of relief. And I've got to say also at, Fed- at State Library, the people were trying to text or post on Facebook and just there was no internet because <laughs> of 5,000 people trying to post 61% or whatever it was. <laughs> so um, huge relief, um, I think. And, well, this middle-aged pan um, went on to the street party in the evening and I didn't think I could listen to an hour of thrash music anymore, but I could, but that, that was the mood. <laughs> and I think the, the joy, the relief, the happiness on people's faces, and I've got to say the relief on couples, you know, the happiness on couples who were finally, you know, people are saying, oh, gosh, we better start Google searching for caterers or something, um, was huge. And so a huge sense of enjoyment for a lot of people. Mm. But you've touched on some other things there, yeah, but between the two of you. The police actually put out a warning on Facebook for traffic at 7.30 on the Wednesday evening to stay away from Victoria and Russell Streets because of a party. Yes, <laughs> Trades Hall, yes, yeah. yes, fantastic. Well, yeah, look, I, I popped down there, as I say, spent the rest of the day at TGV's office in Carlton um, in, you know, in the shade, and I did have a trana nap about half past 12 after the adrenaline began to come <laughs> down again. Um, and then at about 6.30, no, we're just literally round the corner, and there was this huge queue, and it seems that... The organisers only had a 2,000-person liquor licence and were madly, don't know how they managed to do it so quickly, get it um, higher up so more people could come in, which they did well done to the organisers for their... The trades cool. hall, they should be able to get it done. <laughs> well, you'd like to think so, in a yeah. legal and ethical way. Otherwise, we'll of have Neil, Neil Mitchell mm. or someone saying, union corruption, but um, <laughs> I never said that. Um, so, um, yeah, I think that... Um, you know, I think it was huge and the mood there was huge. But also a lot of people, you know, again, releasing emotions. There were some people in various tears. I think it brought stuff up, people maybe who had lost trigger warning, same-sex partners and trans friends, you know, it sort of brought up mm. the emotions in lots of ways. So a very powerful day um, by anyone's means for sure. We have another one coming up. Um, but I might just... Just before we get into Tidor, having done that intro, we've cleared cleared the past, so to speak. Um, well, I'd, I said on Facebook, how do we link Bob Down and World Wrestling Entertainment? Well, if you can't start getting clues after this track from Bob Down, I think you're not trying hard enough. Here is Bob Down from his jazzy album of some years ago, and I'm sure he'd be having a camp celebration as well. 3CR. 855am digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand. Out of the pan with guests Sally Conning and Michelle Brooker. Burn, let the walls burn We shattered, we scream it, but she never learned Burn, let the walls burn United Struggle Project presents The Change Revolutionary hip-hop theatre Evolution to revolution Join us for an interactive performance taking audience on an epic journey through the Collingwood Estate Underground Car Park, transformed into many worlds for you to explore. Friday the 24th of November, 7pm, or the matinee show at 3pm on Saturday, November the 25th. $10 or $5 unwaged, no one turned away. Get your tickets now at Eventbrite 
or through our Facebook page. Hey, all you mob, be a part of the change. This ain't a pill to will as into apathy. Meet us on the front line and off to the tent embassy. Burn. The change is a 3CR supporter. Like your music old and groovy, tough and bluesy? You can hear pre-war, Chicago, Jump, Down Home, Big Band, in fact all types of blues on Melbourne's longest running blues program, Blues With A Feeling, every Saturday night at 9.30pm on 3CR. CR 855 AM digital 3cr.org.au and on demand out of the pan with Sally, Sally and Michelle on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> and thanks for your company. And well, if you're not getting that theme worked out by now, uh, I think it's pretty obvious. We just had Bob down from um, his Stazzy album and Yeah, Yeah. Um, funny enough, we're talking a few yeses and yes today. But we also, of course, have lots of lots to talk about. And tomorrow is one of two big days of the year for trans and gender diverse people and families, that is Trans Day of Remembrance. Michelle, um, you've been working your little fingers to the bone organising an amazing <laughs> event for tomorrow. Yes, Sally, um, just to start out, International Transgender Day of Remembrance mm-hmm. started nearly 20 years ago. I think it's 19 years ago. Yes. And it commemorates those people who are murdered in the world who are trans or gender diverse and um, it's a very sad statistic. I think the number over the last 10 years I've seen recently is around 3,000. Yeah. And about, well, certainly this year the, the official statistic is 320 across the world, and the people who are murdered as a result of transphobia. And the um, international campaign that monitors this um, recognises that this is a vast underestimate most trans people who are murdered as a result of transphobia their gender is not recorded as being trans their trans status is not recorded in any way simply because the police um, just see them via their genitals uh, and this is very sad and um, so this number is a vast underestimate sadly Fortunately, in Australia, we're not a subject. We haven't recorded any murders in that in that period. I don't think, not as, certainly not as no. part of this this campaign, and not to anybody's knowledge that I've been able to ascertain. And I think that's wonderful. But this day does affect us, and it affects us really deeply. It, it you know because transphobia has this incredible effect on the trans community it kept me in the closet for 40 years and Mm. as much as I have joy about coming out 40 years later um, at the university it would have my life might have been so much richer and probably would have been so much richer if I'd come out many years earlier but it was transphobia that keeps me in the closet but it's not just keeping people in the closet it causes all sorts of undesirable effects the anxiety the depression that's that's part of being trans comes from the transphobic reaction of the rest of society Mm. and the really sad and frightening statistic is the 40 to 50 percent of trans people who attempt suicide at some stage in their lives with some of them actually succeeding yeah and it's those 
Um, it's the deaths of people who are murdered as a result of transphobia. It's the suicides that, as a result of transphobia. And it's the anxiety and depression and self-harm that that creates within the community that we want to commemorate on this day. Yeah. And so Transgender Victoria Committee kindly agreed with my proposal to organise an event this year to commemorate transgender, um, trans international um, transgender day of remembrance by um, involving a number of faith leaders and transgender people who um, are of, um, of faith belief to get together and talk about the way in which faith in their in their religions, various religions, supports their <coughs> transgender identities and. You know, I'm going to speak personally on that with a couple of faith leaders who have supported me over the years. And, um, you know, I could talk at length about that, but I don't want to do that here. I think we've got um, people from people, faith leaders from groups that support um, the transgender community. So we've got um, Pastor Becky Bauer from the Melbourne um, mm -hmm. Inclusive Church, um, Sue, um, well, Name's escaping me from oh. Reverend Sue um, Is it Townsend, I think. Townsend. Townsend, yes, from the Metropolitan Community Church. Um, Jonathan Kieran Black from the Leo Bake Centre, a rabbi, a Jewish Indeed. rabbi, a progressive Jewish rabbi. And um, we've got Ho uh, the Venerable Hoden Futen, who's the Abbot of Nalandra Institute, which is where I practice my Buddhism, and Datachita Rabi from. Um, the Melbourne Buddhist Centre, which is also where I practice Buddhism. So we've got a variety of faith leaders there. I, there are more that are, that are certainly supportive, and, um, and that's going to be an interesting panel discussion with, with various transgender <coughs> members of their religious communities in discussion about how their faith supports them. Yeah, and go sorry, ahead, I just go wanted ahead, to Sally. come in um, importantly, I think, um, one eight hundred one eight four five two seven. If you need anyone needs to call Switchboard because of the content of this conversation or um, anything that happens tomorrow, and although not open on a Sunday, um, weekdays and some week early week um, evenings, Drummond Street Services oh three nine double six three six seven three three. No, and look, it is important that we recognise, you know, that um, there of course trans and gender diverse people and families are all possible faiths and religions including no religion and all that sort of thing so it's really mm. good that we have this range of perspectives mm. um, very important that they're all there so mm. we have been if we can be a little dry humored for a moment saying it's what is it a, a rabbi a priest and a buddhist monk walked into a, <laughs> a service together um, but it is really important that this is this child diversity happens, which we want to talk about in a later segment as well, as to some reasons for that. I mean, there's many, but um, you know, there's, so, there's a lot going on there. So yeah, go for so, it. So, so this the thought for this just suddenly came to me in a flash. But certainly, when I put it to the transgender Victoria committee, there was quite a bit of surprise at first, but then a sudden realization that we'd sat down as a group uh, to do our strategy at the start mm. of the year, and had highlighted that one of the areas that we wanted to focus on was getting support from faith communities. Yeah. And I think it's good to recognise the, the support that already exists. The other participant in, in um, <coughs> Monday night's event, other than the wonderful Sally Goldner in our, in our studio, <laughs> is, is Rowena Allen. And Ro yeah. Allen is a, um, a Gender and Sexuality Commissioner for Victoria, of course, 
if you didn't know, and is also a member of the Uniting Church. And yeah. It's, um, her her faith has been is a feature that she's not shy about talking about either. And I think, you know, we need to talk more than, you know, both. We need to be prepared to talk more widely than just our trans and gender diverse yeah. um, identities and, and be vital and active members of our communities in whatever way we are and, and our faith belief, even if we, you know, if we have one, um, is an important feature of it, of that, of being part of the community. So I think I see this event as very important. It's important to form links between the transgender community and faith communities. No question. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, S2, do you have any thoughts on, on the service and the day that's coming up um, while we're at it? I think it's a great idea. I've had to prioritise, and I won't be at any TDOR events in Melbourne. Being a girl from Gippsland, it is the third Monday of the month, and I will be facilitating the local LGBTI support social group, even with TDOR on the back of my mind the whole time. Yeah. And I will be, if I can get it in amongst all the yap yap, mm. reminding the the few who turn up of what the day means to me personally. Yeah, it is a very important day. Yeah. So, Sally, maybe what you could do is have a minute's silence. That's certainly going to be part of our ceremony on Monday. That could be hard work if a couple, <laughs> couple of girls t- or a couple of people turn up. They okay. just go... <laughs> they can learn some new skills. But yes. There will be a new skill and Sally might learn how to throw her voice a bit harder. Be butch, Sal. Go on. (laughs) Um, Just had a couple of emails come in from Melina um, who says that there have been some fantastic people who have always been on our side, and that's true. And also Melina said earlier, yes, we can. Um, So, um, you know, I think that this is probably, you know, in the context of this event and, well, the whole week, um, the thing that's been helpful for trans and gender diverse people that I know compared to even, say, five years ago and certainly ten is the huge increase in allies. More people are, you know, are getting it. You know, some of the older stereotypes are fading. Yes, some people try to bring them up, but bring those stereotypes up. But I think that those, you know, there's rebut- there is at least mass- enough rebuttal or some rebuttal of them. Whereas ten years ago, it would only be trans people doing the very brave thing of commenting under Murdoch media articles or something <laughs> and now there's lots of allies going hey you know hold on a second that sort of thing so I think allies are important and you know that applies you know um, it took you know that's a really important factor and there's representatives of each community's faith on the panel as well as well as the religious officials so to speak hmm. um, we've got a whole gaggle of people um, to <laughs> use that word yeah um, and one of whom, of course, is someone of Jewish background who um, I still have to get in on the show, um, is the fabulous Nevo Zezen um, will be there. Um, yes. we're on, um, um, who, and um, many others. Unfortunately, we have lost Janet Rice, um, who now I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing for her, but she's going to be on Q&A later in the night. Oh. I think um, I'd rather be the TDOR event. <laughs> yeah. I was in Janet's office on Friday borrowing a, P, a backup PA for the event from, from her and um, said hi and thanked her for a lovely speech in Parliament uh, on the same-sex marriage bill the previous day in which she highlighted the effects of transphobia on her and her partner, Penny Wetton. Mm-hmm. And it was just so wonderful to be able to thank her for that in person. 
Um, but she was sent, she said, was sending out her uh, one of her electoral office people to hairs and hyenas to buy a transgender um, lapel pin for her Q and A appearance. So cool. <laughs> oh, good. I hope that's not stealing her thunder. But <laughs> no, look, I think we've got to get this into the mainstream. Um, yeah. I hope we can. On yeah, and uh, she's committed to to making an issue of T door. She said that that on Friday that she's committed to making an issue of T door on Q and A. Yeah, well, on Monday, and it's have, perfect. <laughs> good to have finally some pos- you know, positive representation, even if it was from an ally. But I still think a question needs to be asked to Q and A. Why don't you ever invite trans people on the show? Hmm. Yeah, just a little thought. Yes. Are there any prepared to go on that show and be grilled and torn well, to this shreds? Is, this is the thing. I mean, you, they'd probably in the end do one, have one trans person on, and then have I'm gonna, I I will say in all seriousness, trigger warning: Lyle Shelton, Jermaine Greer, Corey Bernardi, you know, <laughs> yeah. like a handicap match, um, yeah. so to speak. That's and so I don't blame mean. anyone if they wouldn't go on. No. Um, you know, on the other hand, if they were fronted with that lot, they might get a very big sympathy vote. Well, yeah, it's a difficult one to know how to handle it, um, mm. and you know, um, you know, would you do it? Would you not? But I found it insulting last year when trans people were invited into the audience and had to listen to some of the I've just mentioned known people. I think that's not on. That was the show that had Karen Phelps as the only LGBTI person. I think. Yeah, is that right? And yes. um, well, well, that was very, very, very difficult show. Very difficult show indeed. All right, so um, let's just um, in terms of this segment, um, when, where, who, what, how, as they say, and um, we've mentioned a few who. But where is um, the event tomorrow night? And also I want to mention two other events that are happening as well. Well, the event is being held in the lovely named Barunga Nanajan Community Room, which is part of the new North Fitzroy Library. And the address is 182 St George's Road, North Fitzroy. And it is on from 7pm to roughly 10pm on Monday night. So... It's a beautiful room, and we are also we have also booked a welcome to country from a Runjeri elder, Good. and um, as I said, the, all the other performers with the MC Sally Goldner have been mentioned. <laughs> yes, I've got some preparatory work to do in the sun this afternoon, just so I'm on track. Yeah. But a, a great event, um, yeah, seven o'clock. And also, I want to mention that the good peeps at Wygender are having an event at Drummond Street at two o'clock, mm-hmm. um, as they do. Um, and also, there was one that came up which is happening at Biramung Ma, which um, is also acknowledged. It's not directly t- as trans, but they're very much acknowledging trans people, and that's a bit of a first too. So there's a little bit of, you know... Who's running that one, Sally? I'm just trying to look through my Sorry. Uh, Facebook <laughs> feed for it um, because um, I did um, post a bit um, in there when I saw that they had given a shout-out to TGVs, and this is me madly ad-libbing as I try to scroll. Here we go. Um scroll through the live radio people of all genders it's called we're queer here hosted by peril magazine at biramung ma from six till nine tomorrow but it is sold out so that's why they mentioned ours Um, so talking mm. of sold out i read a post about your event tomorrow night saying get tickets because it's nearly full (laughs) i'm good (laughs) good good perhaps they know something i don't (laughs) So, yeah, um, three events. So uh, thank you to Y Gender and Peril Magazine, who um, I must admit I, I've got got some research to do. This only came up in my feed yesterday, and I've got to find out more about it. So Thank you, Sally. Yeah. It's so, on your Facebook feed? 
Yeah. Good. So I'll, I'll post it on trans. We're queer Victoria, here. Transgender Victoria's one, I think. Yeah, too. I think so. Even though it's sold, sold out, out, I yeah. think it's good for people to know about well, supporters. Well, that's the thing. We want to talk about the future, both in terms of trans and gender diverse and what happens after marriage and link some of our conversations after we have another track. Um, in the meantime, we're going to have a listen to um, Becky Cole. Um and a track, well, Becky will now be able to marry her lovely partner, Libby, but it's a track, it's a cover of a Dolly Parton track called, inappropriately on Trans Day of Remembrance, These Memories. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally. Chambers. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally and guest Sally Conning and Michelle Brooker. And we just heard from Becky Cole, these memories we remember, trans people who, um, who we have lost. And we always will. We hope, always hope for the year where we have zero people added to the list, but we'll still have to remember because... We often acknowledge our LGBTI seniors and elders who um, fought for us often at great sacrifice for that in a way is the ultimate sacrifice. So a couple of songs today about memories as well. Melina's um, tracked down a great article from the Australian Jewish News how Jewish roof bodies have, um, you know, come out, have supported quick legalisation of civil marriage. Um, so a whole group of bodies, um, the Executive Council of Australian Jury, Jewish Community Council of Victoria, and a number of rabbis, including Rabbi Kim Etlinger from Temple Beth, who is a great supporter of the Rabbinical Council of New South Wales and of Victoria. So uh, thanks for that one um, to Melina, our woving correspondent. Mm. Well, we've had two segments so far, and they sort of, um, in, a, in a way, link to the future because, okay, there's been obviously a huge um, push to get to you know a place where it is now... I use the analogy marriage equality well, where it's like 10 minutes to go in a grand final where you know the result. It's just a question of there's only a bit of time to go. Um, and, it's, um, and that's regardless of which team you support. We're um, team diverse here on, um, on Out of the Pan. But I suppose the future for the rainbow communities, particularly trans and gender diverse, as we're talking the day before Trans Day of Remembrance, um, we'll throw it open to the pa- throw it open to the panel um, in my best commercial media voice. Um, S2, you're wanting to dive in. I, I'll dive in at the deep end on this one. During the big yes, no campaigns, the trans community stood up with the L and the G and the B and the I's and every, the Q's and every other alf- letter of the alphabet through to Z and put our support out there. The no campaign steered away from the actual 
same-sex marriage, hit safe schools, which I think is so wrong. But then they started on the trans community. And I have a feeling that while they've still got their power, they've still got their organisational skills together, they've still got their hurt, they've still got their hate, that they may continue on going at trans people. Mm. I've read posts from people in New, <coughs> excuse me, in New South Wales who have said similar. Uh, my co-guest has actually mentioned that on Facebook, of her own concerns. I was at the Police Academy doing the community encounter session last Thursday where Greg Aikens of the uh, Anti-Violence Project Victoria mentioned it to me and one Brenda Appleton... Hero to all trans people in Victoria. Here, here. <laughs> uh, actually said the similar thing to me. So I've heard it from four or five totally independent people that the trans community and other minority groups could come under attack while the No campaign has still got their hate and their hurt going. And I think we're going to have to be strong and work out how to buffer it off somehow. Mm. I, look, I agree with that. Uh, Michelle, and then I've got some comments to add yep. um, as well. Yeah, I think think I do. I think I think I agree with that. I think the first thing that should be said, though, from my point of view, is that that the overwhelming yes vote gives me great confidence mm. that there are whatever the number is, nearly eight million Australians who support the LGBTI community, and I think that translates through to support for transgender people as well as the L and the G. I think the flip side of that is that there, as Tony Abbott keeps saying, that there are 5 million people, or to be more precise, 4.8 million people who voted no, who probably don't support the trans community. Not all of them would be in that space, but but some of them would. And I think the very, the very same named Tony Abbott kicked off the no campaign with a statement which said, if you're against gender diversity or gender fluidity, you, can, you should vote no. And that that really set the tone and I think as far as I understand I didn't watch any of the no campaign ads myself but I read the reports all of them featured um, elements of concerns about gender fluidity boys in dresses and and Mm. so on these comments kind of really disturbed me and it it kind of really added to a, a very negative feeling within the community and I think also during the campaign it may have gone unnoticed but um I think the Minister for Defence Support raised mm. issues about transgender members of the, the uh, Defence Force serving and um, a particular focus on non-binary gender-diverse pe- members of the Defence Force. And also there was questions asked about the cost of funding surgery for transgender members of the Defence Force. Now, as I understand it, Maurice Payne, when she returned from overseas, she was away at the time in the US, she put a, put a lid on that pretty quickly, all those kind of concerns very quickly but that there's just this kind of ripple of concern and of course the the wonderful Lyle Shelton well <laughs> sorry for swearing on the program of the ACL has really said no you know this is not the end of it he's made it very clear yeah. in a speech which was I think yesterday that that he doesn't regard that as being the end of the campaign by any means and I think to Sorry, just elaborate a bit further. Yeah. You know, the source of my um, concerns and worry and negativity are really some statements by visitors 
from the US and UK um, mm. in recent months, um, notably Janet Mock, the transgender activist from the United States, and a couple of others from US and the UK, um, who've said that really to the trans community, watch out, you know, what has happened in the US following uh, the achievement of marriage equality by the court decision. And in the UK, following marriage equality is a focus on trans and gender diverse people. The conservative side see us as a soft target, the next soft target uh, in their fight to hold back the tide of progressiveness. And, you know, I think that the, as I understand it, the whole um, ACL funding is is coming from the US and some of their campaign ideas are coming from the US. And I suspect... Mm that we will be the next target. Look, it, it is that. I mean, we saw that during the, the last three and a half months that they knew that in plain, they couldn't really get it gay and lesbian, so trans, and there were little shots at buy and in, at buy as well. And when you go back to safe schools, the other group that copped the worst out of the watering down of it was intersex because they believe intersex is about gender, which it isn't, which shows how well informed. But there are lots of things I wanted to throw in here. Um, first of all, you know, that... There has been a lot of support from allies, but we've still got distance to travel amongst allies both generally and in positions of prominence. And I want to read this out from Quinn Eads, who's a trans man um, who blogs on theliftedbrow.com. And I will say, trigger warnings, sexual assault, transphobia, lateral hostility. So during the week, there was an event at the Wheeler Centre, including the aforementioned Brenda Appleton. But Quinn has written, quote, While I'm waiting for the panel to begin, I chat to two friends. Someone comes up behind us and says... Hello, ladies, who'd buy, who'd like a sticker? I'm not a lady, but I'll take, I'll take a sticker, I say. The others look up at him bemused. Here's the trigger warning. Quote, okay, then I'll sexually assault you, he says, slapping a marriage equality sticker onto my chest and walking away. End quotes. Ooh. This is at a queer-friendly event, and someone says something like that. Um, we've got, we've got to face something that our communities have, there's a bottom line in our communities that some in simple non-intersectional terms, elements of lesbian and gay, including some in positions of prominence and or influence, do not treat bi, trans and intersex equally. And this this is, to me, last chance saloon. And I think that while we all know of the list of things we want to do, we've got to build our own foundations. We need to shore them up and get them right before we rush into another campaign, build on a shonky foundation and it all comes down again. And it's, I'm going to say this, it's shit like what I just read out. Mm. But, you know, it's bad enough that it happens at the grassroots. But I've spoken to a lot of people, many trans people and some bi and intersex feel really sold out over the last few months and it just doesn't happen again. I'm feeling a bit pumped up about this and I've had my feelings invalidated. I talked about this somewhere a few weeks ago and someone said oh you're really angry, I'm very worried about you. That's not on. We, we feel, I feel quite frankly we're owed stuff mm. and we stuck with gay and lesbian when we were being erased in the last few months. It's time that we, you know, the favour got paid back and we had people in positions of prominence, influence, who are good allies, which means listening to us. So there's my little rant for, yeah. the, for the day. Um, and also I just wanted to say on the Defence Force, you've got to give it for Vice Admiral Ray Griggs, who ah. um, was highly supportive and mm. said, these are people wearing the uniform of this country and serving this country. They deserve to be treated with the same respect that any other member of the ADF is treated with. He gets my salute. So there are lots of allies out there. Um, we've just got to make sure they're doing it right. And working with us. And the other thing, of course, we wanted to mention again was the seven candidates elected to various offices in the US and one in Canada. 
which I think was huge. I can't. I know there's a lot of nervousness for trans people. I can't help thinking that's at least put somewhat of a line in the sand, and that gives me a bit of hope to counter the nervousness. So it's a unsettling time ag- ahead, um, mm. but maybe you know there's enough in reserve that we can at least hold that line in the sand, put up a big sandbank, so to speak. Particularly yeah. satisfying from the US was Danica Rome, who was the uh, transgender woman who was elected to the state legislature for Virginia. The yes. man that she defeated mm-hmm. was a Republican who had been the author of numerous uh, anti-transgender bills and initiatives, including the bathroom bill for that state and, uh, and a bill to stop transgender people serving in the state um, militia or, you know. Yeah. State military, Home so, guard, whatever they call so there's, that was incredibly <laughs> satisfying, I must say. Yeah, look, agreed. Um, so there's little, there's signs like that. I don't know whether they're the proverbial swallows that make the summer, but you'd like to think we might be getting out of a bit of a Narnian winter to a little extent. Mm. Um, so I think there's that sort of things out there. And as I say, there's a lot more allies than there were. But I want to give a plug. I was on a a panel on Thursday night for the Victorian Gay and Lesbian Rights Lobby. They timed their AGM. They did interestingly the day after the yes announcement. <laughs> wasn't a lot of people there, but a panel including um, Ro Allen, um, Jude Munro. This shows old buddy from the Pride Centre. Um, um, Dennis Altman, historian. Fliss Marlow, super ally from Rainbow Families Council. Uh, yours truly, and Judy Tang from the Australian GLBTIQ Multicultural Council. Um, and they were all very much aware of how bi, trans, intersex and others are feeling left behind. So I think, you know, we've got to look at how we campaign. We just, this one at a time thing, I call it the supermarket delicatessen approach to rainbow campaigning. You just can't do it now. You know, um, Andrea Jenkins talked about it. The Minneapolis councillor talked about intersectionality. Well, we're going to have to work out how we do it. I don't have all the answers, but in the words of Roddy Piper, just when you thought you had all the answers, I've changed the questions. So um, we've got to think about how we bring everyone along together and link into wider community campaigns such as multiracial um, respect and multicultural respect and similar. Um, otherwise, we're just we're going to trip over each other's toes again. I think we're going to have a hard time of it for a little while, mainly because there is such a high going on with the yes vote results the people aren't going to listen to a few t people a few b couple of l's a couple of i's i mean jumping up and down saying hey but they're still going to go for us because they're not going to be listening they're going to be planning their weddings planning which shop where they can buy their cakes from etc we are going to have to make a very loud noise very quickly very indeed, indeed janet mock said that in the u.s you know people just clapped their hands and said that's it we've got equality now and just the marriage equality people just walked away from the whole activism yeah. area and, and that's a very big risk for us in the in the lgbti community here that's yeah. a lot of the trouble i think with the, the whole yes no campaign was it started out as a marriage equality thing and ended up as a same-sex marriage thing Mm. Uh, to the point where I got sick of writing, no, it's a marriage equality thing on Facebook. So I just shrugged my shoulders and said, okay, you can do your thing. I'll just go and worry about my local community. So I had to walk away from it. It is, an incredible, it is an incredibly important distinction, and I tried to make that point to the ABC um, feedback 
line many times and got absolutely nowhere. But the reality is it's, it's marriage is going to be between two people, and that will include between a man and a man, a woman and a woman, and people of no gender with either gender or no gender. Yeah, all uh, genders. Yeah. So mm. it's all genders, and it's a very big difference. All right, we're going to have to have, to have a couple of messages, um, do things are coming up once again, and then wrap it up and get out of here and make way for freedom of species very, very quickly. Um, might just do um, one quick message and then come back to wrap it up. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au, and on demand, out of the pan with Sally, Sally and Michelle. I'm Mauro Durante from Canzoniere Grecanico Salentino. This is 3CR 855 on your IM dial. Please subscribe. The community is important, the spirit of community is the most important thing, so subscribe. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU and on demand out of the pan with Sally um, and Sally and Michelle very quickly coming up this week Alphabet Soup at Denbar Yay. in High Street um, and it you have a nice bowl of soup of all sorts there <laughs> um, and the Trans Anxiety Group the last one uh, for the year is on Saturday morning at Drummond Street and Trans Family the last one for the year on Saturday afternoon also at um, Drummond Street. Um, Northern Suburbs Queer Headquarters um, <laughs> and um, also The Shed is on for Trans Men next Sunday afternoon as well as the Polyvic Social um, and Bent TV of course will be on Friday night as well so um, lots coming up and then of course once again um, the two trans events where there are still possibilities to rock along Y Gender at Drummond Street at 2 o'clock Monday the 20th and TGV's at 7 we've got to wrap up very quickly because we've only got 5 minutes left um, on the clock, so to speak, for freedom of species. And we wanted to talk very quickly and then wrap up about the multicultural stuff, which Melina emailed in on. Um, Michelle, your thoughts on that in particular? I know you had some. Well, the um, Guardian had an article, I think it was this morning, um, providing stats from the ABS on correlations between electorates and various attitudes and, and demographics in electorates and how they voted in the same-sex marriage um, <clears throat> Survey and the outstanding correlation with a negative 0.8 was religious belief. So, the percentage of people in a given electorate who believed in a religion of some sort and their tendency to vote no. And that correlation of 0.8 is incredibly significant for a statistical correlation of this sort with the sample sizes they've got. And, um, you know, I think there's several things to be said about it. You know, religious belief. Um, amongst the Western Sydney communities seem to be translated into a into a no vote very successfully. Their religious leaders campaigned uh, for no votes and the other but there's a it's a multifactorial thing and something that we shouldn't um, you know just take as a set given and I think that we need to build we as a trans and gender diverse community need to build bridges to faith communities and get more of them to support us because faith is such an important personal support for those people that have it and for their faith to reject them is devastating the flip side of the the the, the correlation is that the electorate of wills had a had an extraordinary uh, positive yes vote and is extraordinary 
full of all sorts of religious minorities, um, uh, lesbian, uh, Lebanese Muslims and Christians, um, Pakistanis particularly prominent in that community, and that was quite extraordinary. And the other thing to bear in mind is that both Dean Smith, the author of the current bill before the Senate, and Penny Wong are both uh, committed and devout Christians. So one shouldn't correlate religious belief with um, not being supportive there is support out there. Yeah, and that sort of works both mm. well, in sort of all directions. I know a long-time queer Muslim campaigner often got subject in a way religious vilification by LGBTI people. And so, no, let's take every situation on its merits, every yes. individual. Final thoughts, then we've got to wrap up, and then we've got to go last words. TDOR is the second or equal first most important day yep. of my life, along with Ida Hovitt. There are other days for trans people that I don't quite carry the same yep. bang as TDOR. Yeah. For me, TDOR is incredibly important. It's a very solemn day. Transgender Day of Visibility is my other big one, and I think being visible is such an important political act for trans and gender diverse people. <laughs> but Sally, <laughs> Sally Conning is, is so visible anyway that it doesn't matter to her. That, that was where that hashtag came from, that day of visibility. Yeah. I'm visible every day. Yeah. Yeah. So am I. So am I. Yeah. And so is Sally Goldner. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's so important you shouldn't undervalue it. Yeah. We um, need to have the faith to keep going so that the upcoming and just stepping out of the closet people have got some power, and I think we give them that, but we must respect TDOR as part of that power. Yep. The past, the present, the future. Yep. What a good way Indeed. to finish it up. <laughs> Michelle and Sally, thanks for coming in. Uh, better wrap out very quickly and just take it out with a few seconds appropriately for Trans Remembrance Day time of year. Ian Moss, I'll remember you. Thanks for listening to Out of the Pan, everyone. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.